You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. So welcome back to the podcast. I have a fabulous guest here today, Kat Cantrell, who is a matchmaker and a dating coach. And I'm so excited to connect with you again. Yes, Kim. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. We connected on Kat's podcast um, last week and it was so, so fun. We could talk for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) Yes, we can for sure. Our our specialties definitely link up and sync like Mm -hmm. so, so beautifully. It's almost like this infinity loop. I see it going through everything. It feels so good. It does. But I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Tell us yeah. about you. What do you do? Who do you serve? Oh my, yes. Well, thank you so much. I um, so just like you said, I'm a professional matchmaker and a dating coach. And oh, I don't know how far back you want me to go. <laughs> Tell us who you serve first, and then we'll go into your story. Okay, that's like, what great. you do with your people. Let's go into that. Yes, first. yes. So my job is to help people find their forever person. So I work with both men and women, and I do that through matchmaking. I do that through dating coaching. Uh, I hold host a singles events in my community and through online workshops and seminars and any way that I can provide singles, the tools that they need in order to find true connection. Like, I feel like that that's my purpose, whether it's being actually physically putting them together or creating safe places where people can come and be vulnerable and be open. I feel like also part of my work is giving people hope that love does exist. And in Mm. this society of swiping right and left on people, uh, so many people are disconnected, especially after going through the pandemic more and more people are seeking true connection and more people are like, you know, online isn't online dating isn't working for me. So what else can I do? What else is in my community? And I feel like that that is part of really, truly my full vision is to create as much opportunities that I can for single people to not only find connection with one another, but to have the idea of knowing that true love exists and to fall in love with the idea of being in love again. To fall in love with the idea of being in love again. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's so good. And I love the disconnected piece that you pulled out there because I couldn't agree more. Um, Looking back, like we were very disconnected before the pandemic, which we just didn't know of. And now we're just extra disconnected. Yes. In our bodies, in ourselves, in our relationships, in, and and it makes sense. Like, look at what we've been through. It's equivalent this pandemic is like equivalent to a war in our nervous systems. And that is scary. That is 
hard, that is where our bodies react and we get a little, um, you know, triggered and the traumas come up and we shut down. We need to for survival. So like, no shame if you're like, yeah, I'm disconnected from all of the things that we're talking about. It's just, it's natural, but we get to move through it and reconnect and land on the other side. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, love, love what you do. And yeah, let's hear your story. Go back as much as little, whatever you, or what I would normally say is whatever your pussy desires to go into <laughs> today, please share. <laughs> yes. You know, I, you and I were talking before we hit record about how being in, being in the space of a creator. Like, I feel like that that's what you and I both are. We create things for others and to help others. And my, with, with, with me and with my, and I think I've shared a little bit about, you know, what I've been through in my life, but I, my entrepreneurial, my coaching journey started by opening up a dance studio. And I opened up a storefront dance studio here in my community that was for women only 18 and older. Mm. And I had been on my own journey of went through a tragic divorce, was raising two kids on my own and found myself lost because I'd been with my ex since I was 19 and now I was 33 divorced, living in a community that I didn't know anybody wasn't really didn't feel supported um, and felt very alone and was, I'm a Gen Xer. And so I feel like we don't have so much of that residue that we have to be in a relationship, but we still part of my influence with my family was that if you weren't in a relationship, then what were you doing? And so there was just this like pressure You're getting older, you're getting older and what are you doing? And you're, you know, as especially becoming an older woman, right? Like you're losing your luster, (laughs) you know, you're not getting any younger. And I was like, I'm not doing this. So I took my thirties to pay attention to me, to get in touch with myself, to rediscover myself on, in so many different levels. And part of that journey was remembering how much I love to dance. And Mm. there was nothing around that was for adult women to go to, to, to give them the, the freedom to express and be in their bodies and to embrace their bodies and to understand the importance of just being feminine and beautiful. And so I wanted sexy, to create a space and it. sexy, all the things and I'm sensual. Like so yeah. jealous. I want this space. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, 18 plus women dance studio. Yes. 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 Um, and it was, that. it was magical. And I, so when I opened it, not really knowing to, cause to me, it was just a dance studio, but what ended up happening is it really transformed and turned into this women's powerhouse where mm. I was teaching women how to dance in heels. I was teaching them the art of burlesque. I was teaching really for women. I used to have rules when they used to come into the studio. I was like, okay, there's just only a few rules. First, don't put yourself down. We're not, I'm not allowing that in here. Like, don't come in and tell me all the, you know, physically and, you know, with your mouth, like tell me all the negative things about your body. Cause I don't want to hear it. So treat your body with respect and embrace your body in the current form and start loving it. And the second thing is that treat each other the way that you want to be treated. So embrace your sisters as they're going on their own journey and just 
with those two rules, it created this incredible safe environment. And organically, what ended up happening is these women were dancing and building up their confidence and feeling good in their own skin. You though those rose colored glasses start to come off and they start mm-hmm. to look at their lives in a new light where they're like, Whoa, what am I doing? Why am I in this relationship? Why am I in this job? Why am I in this situation? Why am I not setting boundaries? Why am I standing, not standing up for myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and so organically I started coaching women within the studio. Um, and it was just one of those things that found me. And one of the things I recognized was that I was a great connector. Like I could build safe places in order for people to be vulnerable, to be open, to connect. And whether it being within the studio or holding workshops, and we used to put on these huge sold out performances in my community, like everybody who was involved knew that it was a safe place. And so in my journey of coaching women, um, I coach them on confidence and body positivity and figuring out what is their next thing? What is the thing that they want to strive for? So I was coach. I was basically a coach for women for all things. (laughs) And I was really fortunate because I was able to do these amazing, luxurious retreats with women. And I've traveled all over the world with them. And I've been to Paris and Turks and Caicos and London and just these amazing magical places because part of my work was that to show them that all of this, you're capable of all of this. It's just you that's getting in your own way. Hmm. So long story short, COVID happened and without going into all the the details, it forced me to close my studio. Mm -hmm. And so I had to close the studio and I went through my own like trying to figure out, I felt like I was back to square one where I was like, what am I going to do now? Uh, My whole identity, my purpose, my everything I had poured into this place for eight years. And Mm. um, so what ended up happening is the pandemic happened and I, and I, I went into coaching full-time and I was coaching women and more and more single women were approaching me saying, because the pandemic, they were like, I really want a relationship and I need your help because one of the, I've been with my partner for now, almost eight years. And we had the studio in the studio. Women always look at me and go, where do I get one of those? (laughs) (laughs) Where do I get one of those? Where did you find him? And it was just kind of a joke. And people used to be like, you should coach on dating. Like you should, (laughs) you should be a matchmaker. Like you should really bring people together. And I would always, it's interesting how the universe is always telling you, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. And you're like, no, no, not going to do it. Don't want to do it. This is what I'm doing. I'm on this path. (laughs) Um, so the pandemic forced me to niche down and say, okay, I'm going to just put all of my focus, time and attention into single women. And I'm going to give them empowering dating lives and to give them hope and to give them inspiration and to give them the tools that they need in order to find their forever person. So started coaching, fell in love with it. I've like the, the moment, like things just fell into place. I was like, this is my next thing. This is really where I'm supposed to be. And I launched my podcast and at the time it was called single women society. And when I was, I was, 
I was sitting with myself and there was like this missing piece and it was the community piece. It was creating spaces. It was like trying to figure out this missing. It was like, I felt like just something wasn't complete. So part of my job with my dance studio was that I used to put on these huge performances and I was the MC. And I realized that I'm, there's a part of me that's a natural entertainer. It's just a part of who I am. Of course, um, burlesque and, and all of that. Yes, yes, are. exactly, exactly. So I approached the local theater here and I was like, I want to do a dating game show. Cause I watched every single dating reality show throughout the pandemic. My poor partner, <laughs> he's <laughs> like, what one are we watching now? <laughs> Um, but it was him. He was like, looked at me and he's like, why aren't you doing this? Like, this is something that you could be doing. So I talked to a local theater. I'm like, I want to do a dating game show. And it was kind of like a cross between the love connection. This is kind of dating me, the love connection and the dating game. Um, and there was audience participation. And I was like, I want to bring excitement and fun and joy back into dating again. Mm -hmm. I want to bring people together and I want them to I want to celebrate them for not only just being single, but creating opportunities for them to connect. And the theater was like, oh yeah, absolutely. So I launched that. And what ended up happening was men started to approach me and they're like, I don't want to be on your game show, but can you help me find someone? Wow. And I was like, now, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now you're messing with me. I'm like, am, okay. Am I, is this, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this like, is this my next thing? It's not like just coaching people. It's physically bringing people together. And so I Googled, is there a matchmaker in my community? No. Is there a matchmaker anywhere around me? No. Cause more and more singles, both men and women were approaching me and I was giving them tools, but like not really creating spaces for them to, to bring them together, whether it's in my office or setting up on dates or creating events. And so I leaned into it. And so I'm Mm. like, that's what I'm going to do. So I opened up my agency technically January of this year. And the, the response has been incredible. And I, when I held my first singles event, my speed, it was really the first speed dating event I held. I was sitting there and my partner's like, I have not seen you this happy in years. Sorry, mm. I'm getting choked up. Mm-hmm. So exciting. So since- I love those tears. Just, just yes. for a moment for those tears, because <laughs> I've also run events or done online workshops. And afterwards I just burst into tears because I'm yes. so, so grateful and honored so grateful. to do this work. Yes. And it is, same. it's happy tears. It's beautiful, happy tears. It is. And I'm, I am, I'm so grateful that these people are so vulnerable. And I'm sure you feel this way with your work that people share so much of themselves with you. And it's just, you feel so honored that you're selected to know these intimate details of someone's life. And so since January with my, all of my singles events, I'm now responsible for 18 first dates and three relationships so far. So, and of course people listening are like, where are you located? (laughs) What is your area now? And how big of a span are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. So that's a great question. So I'm right in the Midwest. So I'm based in Iowa. However, I'm, I take clients everywhere because 
I belong to the Matchmakers Alliance, which is an alliance of matchmakers from all over the world. And we meet once a month. And if we have clients that are looking for matches in other cities, I have the means to be able to connect them, to be Mm. able to connect them with other matchmakers, or we do referrals all the time. And so it's really a beautiful network of matchmakers that aren't competing. They're coming together to being like, we want to help these people find love. And so we're working together. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. And this dating game. Was yeah. it, was it game for love? Is that what you called it? It was. Yes. Okay, that's so cool. Yes. So cool. It was, it was, um, it was, we're, I'm doing it again, October. Um, I just confirmed the dates. I'm doing it again, October here in my community, October of 22. Um, and I think that we love, I mean, people think so many times, and I'm, maybe you've experienced this with your work. People have, they have this idea of what they think that they need or what they want when it comes to love, when it comes to sex, when it comes to these things. But sometimes it takes just a little bit of a push to open their mind up a little bit more to being like, let's try something different. Let's try something new. Let's try something that possibly you might not think would be your type. In my case, it's like people always sit down and go, I have my type. And I'm like, but how has your type to work for you so far? <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Has it worked for you up to this point? So the game show allows people to truly be connected on stage that normally they wouldn't be, they would have like, they would have, sw- I always say they would have swiped left on normally. Ooh, so yeah, it's so a great cool. matchmaking game to where the audience gets to vote. And then I have, I have a say in it. It's just, yeah, it's interactive and it's just a lot of fun. Yummy. When are you opening that up into more areas? I know I want to, I want to, (laughs) honestly, if we were, if I was, if we're shooting, shooting for the stars, I would say that I would love to do it as like a docu-series on Netflix where I would just take the, I would just take this game show and go to different cities and go to different countries and like gather all the contestants and then do a whole docu-series on the contestants that are in the show. Cool. I don't know how you do that, but just get started. I don't know either. That, please. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we just have to like literally just do some breathing and call that into your own orbit and you can show up. Thank you. State that you desire it and it will come. Yes. The universe yeah. is always working in your favor that way. Yes. So cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm, there's so much there. So much there. I love everything. I want to come and watch a show. Yes. I want to see these, these, you know, all of this happening and vote. And, oh, it's so fun. But a lot of work also, you know, goes into people. And I know you do some of yes. this as well into people who are coming from past relationships or it's been a long oh, time yes. and they haven't met somebody like that can wear on you that can build yes. up. And you're like, great. I'm in my thirties and I'm still single. Oh, I'm right. in my forties and fifties and I'm still single. Or right. I've recently gotten divorced. It was a bad divorce. We also talked about on your podcast of we attract these people of past relationships that generally are with our parents, um, that we need to heal, that we want wounding. We attract the same people in our life so that we can heal basically our inner child wounding totally unconsciously. We don't even know that we're doing it. Right. And yeah, there's a lot of sometimes not always, there's some work 
definitely to be done there to help people work through their stuff, to be empowered, to feel worthy deep in their body and in their bones, to trust themselves, to, um, to trust that also the right person's coming in to trust that you don't need to settle for that person. If you really don't feel it's right, there's a, there's a few different nuances there and to be open to somebody who you maybe wouldn't have dated before. There's all of this conditioning layered in here. Yes. I think, um, so last night I had a woman who she actually, um, met someone at my last event and they've started to, to see each other. And so she came in for some advice and her and I were talking and she, we were talking on the subject about her because the only you, 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 you said this, the only frame of reference we have is what we've done in previous relationships. So, and how those relationships haven't worked. And so it's not, it's totally natural to compare those previous relationships to who you're seeking. So since it didn't work for this person, then I'm going to, or say this in this, in this case, it was, I dated him when he was going through a divorce and it didn't work. So therefore I'm not going to date anybody else that's going through a divorce because that's going to tell me it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And I always say, this isn't apples to apples. Like these are human beings that all have their own stories who have their own threading of things that, that have been sewn into them since childhood. And so it's not fair to your potential person. If things are going really well to use these, these different excuses to prevent you from striving for a deeper connection with this person. And Mm -hmm. she's like, well, I'm just, I just, I'm afraid because I'm too much. Mm -hmm. And I said, who told you that the world? Yeah. (laughs) And she goes, well, my exes told me that I was too much. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you are just like you, like you said, right. So we're strong, independent, self-sufficient women who know what they want. And I said, if someone says to you that, that you're too much, then you're not they're They're not your person. It's not saying that there's something wrong with you, that you have to change yourself to where you have to dim your light to where you have to hide mm-hmm. in order to get someone. Cause I've had women tell me that too. They're like, I'm just too much. So I have to change in order to attract a mate. I'm like, that is the yeah. worst thing that you can do. <laughs> you will be miserable. You will be no. miserable because that no, light needs no, to shine no. at some point. It's going to want to yes. come out. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I can't say that enough. Um, yeah, yeah, there's definitely this, this double bind. I don't know if you're familiar with Kasia Rabanek, um, mm. about it. And I've heard it with Mama Gina and a few other communities that I'm in, but there is this too much and there's this not enough for almost all of us. And we are stuck in this middle line, trying to be these good girls and good women and good moms. And eventually, which is normally around your late thirties and forties and fifties, depending when, because hormones kind of come and play there of, I've had enough of this shit. And we kind of spread these wings and go, no, I am not too much. I am not, not enough. I am absolutely perfect. And if anything, we can be more, more of ourselves. Yes. And from there, we will attract the perfect partner, Agreed. the perfect relationship. We can also up-level the current relationship we even have right. by being ourselves. And if we don't, 
we're still gaining clarity. We're still, we're still uh, working that through and it still works. It, I have yes. an example there just because been married 22 years um, and there's been times along the way for the last six or so, five or so, where my husband's like, I don't know what you're doing here, but I'm coming. I'm like, you better hurry up and get on this train. Cause like I left the station and then he's like, no, no, no I'm coming. I'm on the train. I'm on the train. I'm on the train. Yeah. Like, okay. And then he, you know, does his little, I don't know what the hell you're doing after a while. And then a few months later, he's like, okay, I'm back on the chain again. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. So I keep playing this. I'm like, cause I'm not stopping. Like this train is not stopping. Yes. Um, and you know, we can outgrow relationships too, but we're still working and, and we're constantly developing because there's many women who are not, or were not, which I was one of them, being myself for the first 18 years, 17 years, really, truly myself in my power, being my too much, being my enough, being my everything, because we can be so disconnected and so shut down. And around late 30s, it's going to catch up. You're going to, it's like life you know, it's like building and building and building, and it can show up as exhaustion, depression, burnout. Um, so we might call it a midlife crisis, but I don't think right. it's a midlife crisis. It's actually just, we've not been, we haven't been being ourselves fully, fully. Right. And you can work on that and heal all of that as well. There's so many different faucets here yes. and it's all linked and all synced up together. It is. You bring up a good point about your experience with your husband. One of the things that I, when in, in this, I think this is, it's both men and women, but the, I had a conversation recently with a gentleman who was inquiring about services. And he said, well, I've been divorced for a year and I was already, I've already gone through therapy and my marriage was already over. So I'm good. Mm. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, <laughs> I said, I'm so proud of you for having that awareness, for going to therapy, for wanting to be a better person for yourself first. And then second for that potential mate in the future. And I said, however, there are things. And I think, you know, we always think that we have to be completely healed in order to find someone there are things inside of you that you don't realize are there until you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. and we get triggered and you're like, Whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's in there. Where did that come from? Every single time you up level that relationship or up level that business or up level anything, they're going to show up to different varying degrees, depending on how much work you've done on them, but they're going to show up. They're not going away. Right. And I think giving people that understanding and that grace, because when I told him that he was like, oh, that makes so much like, it's just like, you could tell that he just kind of like took a deep breath of just permission. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, you don't right. And I always tell people, you don't have to be completely 100% happy in your life in order Mm -hmm. to seek out a partner, just be happy enough. Because keep growing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you said it earlier, these excuses that you may be like, oh, he's, you know, 
going through a divorce. I won't date that person. Yes. Um, and it also feeds into showing up in new people. Like all of these little things, we're going to call them excuses, triggers. They may be conscious. They may be unconscious, Right. but basically just so people understand them, it can be in business. It can be in life. It can be in relationships, dating. It is our body's natural survival method. Like we're just afraid. We're just afraid to be hurt, to lose our safety, our love, our belonging, our acceptance, our approval, all of this. So we just, we tense up a little bit there, but we actually can go in um, and integrate these pieces within the body. This is why body work, embodiment work, somatic work is so, so important because we can go in and give those pieces what they need. That goes into inner child work as well. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so powerful to go in and heal these pieces of us so that we can show up feeling safe and grounded in our nervous system, dating somebody who's recently divorced just because it didn't work before. We can start to soothe and do this nervous system regulation to hold ourselves, which is so, so important. It is. I think that a lot of the dating advice that has been given to singles doesn't apply anymore. Mm. And I think one of my passions is attachment theory. I, I bring awareness to my clients of their attachment style, because this also gives them the permission and the grace to being like, Oh, this is why I react the way that I do when it comes to intimacy. Oh, this, this is why I, you know, when the moment someone leans in, I want to push away. Oh, this is why I cling on the moment someone starts to pull away because this, the whole you waiting three days before you text and like all mm. of these rules and things that people have, like you shouldn't date someone who's, who's recently divorced or someone who bounces from relationship to relationship. That's a red flag or someone who's never been in a relationship. That's a red flag. I'm like, no, this is not, there's, there's no blanket rules to, I mean, we're all individual people. And to me, it's, oh, I mean, yes. Are there some blatant, like red flags that you should actually, you know, absolutely run for the hills. Yes, there are that are common in a lot of people, but in the big picture, you having the awareness of who you are and how you show up and how you interpret and feel about intimacy, connection, your values, your morals, all of these things that we carry. It's to me, having that awareness creates so much more clarity and gives so much grace and positive energy when it comes to dating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to not follow the rule books and to text. If you want to text to call, if you want to call, like this isn't, yeah, it's frustrating because I feel like a lot of this unwinding, because you mentioned it where, you know, people are like, well, just because she even said it, she goes, well, he just got out of a relationship a couple of months ago. So I don't, maybe he needs time. He needs time. I'm like, some people don't need time and they're totally healthy and they're healthy, meaning they're, they're a secure attachment. Like they just know what they want and they're just going to grab it. The first, you know, when they see it, they grab it. It's not, oh, I need this certain amount of space in order. And some people do, some people need years. I was one of those people. I needed pretty much all of my thirties to heal. Mm. Mm-hmm. to come out of that divorce, to understand more of who I was, who I was, what I wanted, what, it, what is it that I was truly seeking in a partner? Um, mm-hmm. It took me a long time to get there, but some people don't need that yeah. long period of time. 
Yeah. That doubt, those rules. Can I do this? Can I not? All of this stuff that you're talking about. This is why I work on with myself, with my people, so much of learning how to come into the body, get out of our heads. Cause that's all heady. That's all like heady, 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 heady. Um, And you're like stuck in your head and you can't get out. But if we can come into our body, which there's many Mm. ways that we can do this through dance, through um, embodiment practices, pleasure practices, through all of this different stuff. If we can come into our body and heal the pieces with our body first, and then really come into our body and get to know yeses, get to know our no's, gain consent. This goes for anything, can be sexual or not. When we can get to know our body, we can actually trust our body because our body knows the answers to absolutely everything way faster than our brain, even though we're trained to think it's our brain, but we can get into our body and ask like, Hey, is this a yes or a no? Is this a yes or a no? Should I go with this person or this person? And our body will actually have a reaction. Some people hear it in whispers. Some people hear it in sensation. Some people just know everybody's a little bit different. Technically, I call this like literally talking to pussy, depending who we're talking to. Um, But it's talking to womb. It's talking to the essence of pussy. It's talking to our inner intuition of who we are. Mm -hmm. And male or female, we all have an energetic womb. There's this natural intuitive power that is in our pelvic bowl that will tell us what is exactly right for us. And it's so brilliant to play with this. First, I started playing with it. You know, you can play with it with your clothing, which kind of coffee to order, what you want to order off the menu. Then you can start to play with it, you know, and do you want to go out tonight? Different things like that. And then you can get deeper and deeper and play with it. Who do you want to date? Is this a yes? Do you want to pick this restaurant or this restaurant? There's so many options. Now, pussy runs my business. Like literally she runs my business. It's taken some time. But my body always knows exactly what's best for me. And if we can get out of our head, all that rules and doubting and stuff that's analyzing, we can clear that out so quick, so quick. Yes. Bypass it. Agreed. And And it's so much better. One of the things that I I think you and I talked about it on my podcast about this whole instant chemistry and having chemistry with someone and having all of these feelings when you first meet someone. And I believe that, you know, it, it depends on like the dynamic of, of what's going on on that date. If it's a cat and mouse and you're feeling anxiety because, because there's a difference between getting butterflies and then having anxiety. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. you, you talk, you teach that too. Because sometimes your body, this is giving you a warning sign. <laughs> they interpret anxiety yeah. to being butterflies when really it's your body going, um, I don't think so. This yes. is why you being in touch with your body is so important. Even, even in the very first date and yeah. listening to yourself. Yeah. I call that more, um, like the full out intuitive. Yes. Like, yes. Like pussy is like turned on zing, like let's go Yes. versus is it a fearful? No. Right. Is it a heady? No. Mm. Right. And it's going to, the heady no's are going to be on, um, past painful experiences. Like they're just going to be on, on life and that's okay, but we can break them down. Yes. And the parts of our body, what they need and, and just heal that piece. Yeah. To go back to what you were talking about, how when people date 
or when people are in their relationships to hopefully help heal this inner mm. child. Mm-hmm. I think with the work that I do, I catch them in those moments where they realize and just that something is not, that they're ready to break that cycle, that they're ready. They understand that they don't, that's not, they don't need to date that way anymore. And they, but they don't know how to not date that way because <laughs> that's all they're familiar with is with yeah. these particular types of people. And I think if you, with the work that you do to give people permission to be really inside of themselves, that to use yourself as your own guide, you're you know listening to yourself and, and knowing the difference between a yes and a no. And if you just had that awareness going into a date, it would make things so much easier. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have to walk away having to second guess yourself that you would be like, yeah. oh, this is a yes. I mean, even my client yesterday, she was like, there's something about him. And I'm like, then go like, keep like, there's no there again, there's no rules here. Like yeah. if you're still interested, then keep exploring, keep going. Yeah. There's no rules, period. Right. These rules are like made up yes. by somebody. Now, yes. sure, we don't want to kill somebody or speed and it's dangerous and there's certain rules that keep us safe but for the most part all the rules we've been taught are bullshit yeah agreed bullshit and back to your change you said yeah there um i don't know if you said change but i was going to say change but change is scary to our bodies to our nervous system so dating somebody new breaking up with somebody Mm. going out in a different way, having sex in a different way, saying yes to being supported, all of these things, change is scary. Yes. And that is where, you know, our little no's are going to show up. They're going to show up and they're okay. They are okay. In fact, I feel like when we are going through change and the no's do show up, that tells me that you're on the right track. Like you should Mm. get some resistance. Mm -hmm. And And right before the up level generally. Right. Yes, exactly. And it's like, okay, I see you. And I'm just going <laughs> to hold myself through this. Yeah. There's been lots of those this year. Yes. Oh, yeah. so true. And uh, that's where we get to calm our nervous system. That's where yeah. pleasure comes in mm. because pleasure all in its own. And this can be mm. any type of pleasure, sensual, sexual, regular, everyday, putting on essential oils, putting on your favorite clothes, whatever it may be grounding, balancing, but pleasure dancing. That one's amazing. Mm -hmm. Pleasure itself grounds and calms our nervous system. So we can hold ourselves to those levels. They even tell you when it comes on the first date to not coffee shops are fine. Um, where, especially if you just have like, if it's, if it has to be like a lunch hour or whatnot, that's that kind of, it's okay. Or like a Saturday morning coffee or, but more and more they tell you on a first date to do an activity. Mm. So golfing, golfing, even just going for a walk to have those endorphins as you're physically doing something. And I read a study and I think maybe did, maybe did I, did we mention this on my podcast that they, they watched men and women going on dates together for their first date and they put them into a painting class and all of the, the oxytocin that is released mm. 
there's more. So you put a man and a woman in a painting class, men release more oxytocin than women do as they're creating and, and because painting is a create, you're creating. Yeah. So the oxytocin is flowing. And so you're more likely to have a deeper connection with that person on a first date when you're doing an activity mm. versus sitting across the table, you know, I love having that. coffee or even walking side by side. Cause people find it difficult to have deeper conversations, making eye contact versus if you're walking yeah, it's too intimate. or if you're, yeah, it's too intimate. And it's embodiment. By walking, by doing something, you're naturally getting out of your head and into your body. Right. Mm -hmm. Any other tips for first dates or second or third? I would say um, if you're online dating, one of the dangerous things that can happen is getting into a texting relationship. Mm. So getting them off the app and getting them into real life as soon as physically possible. (laughs) So you make a connection online. You want to move them off to the app and you want to meet them face to face because this is such an instant gratification society that you don't ever want to lose the momentum, the miss, you know, and you want to be somewhat mysterious and flirtatious with it. Yes. Flirting is needed. Yes. So by if you are in a texting relationship where you're you're diving into to deep secrets about your life to one another through texting, then when you meet each other in real life, it almost becomes deflated because you've built this person up so much to like a week or two weeks ahead of time that they call it. Have you ever heard of Paris syndrome? Para, Paris, Paris. I don't yeah. think I have. No. So it's. It's based off of Japanese. This is kind of so Japanese tourists that came to Paris. So, like, people have this fantasy idea of what Paris is. Uh, but Paris is just like every other city Toronto, New York. <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, there's some, it's dirty and there's rude people. And, you know, so they had these Japanese um, tourists came to Paris and were so upset. And by the letdown of what Paris was that they actually went to, went through like a psychosis. Uh, yeah, you'll have to look it up, but I'm trying not to prevent people from having Paris syndrome when you're getting to know someone to where you don't want to build up and fill in the gaps of who this person, this mysterious person might be. And then when you see them in real life, just completely have this letdown because you're comparing them to this person that you've already created mm-hmm. in your head. And people are people. Everyone has their faults. Everybody has, everybody, you know, has weird quirks about them and things. So if you can get off the app, or if someone asks for your number, get, get them into real time as fast as possible mm. for that first I date. Love that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just thinking, that is also what we need to do more than ever, even with girlfriends after the pandemic. Yes. Family, oh my gosh, yes. friends. We, yes. It's just a great reminder to it's time to get back out. Even if it's outside, mm-hmm. even if it's a walk. Yes. Even if it's social distance on the walk. Uh, <laughs> right. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important. Thing, those things again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any one thing that you really want our listeners to know? I would say 
that if you're single, that to know that love is there for you. I think mm-hmm. that I run into a lot of singles where they're like, maybe relationships, not my thing, or maybe I'm not meant to be in a relationship. And with the work that I do, I feel like that's part of my job is to give singles hope that there is love waiting for them. And that true love is there for them. It's just, they have to be open to it. Mm. They have to be willing to let it in. They have to be vulnerable enough. They have to be able to put themselves out there. And all of that is super scary. So it's, it's so much easier to sit back and being like, yeah, I'm not meant to be in a relationship. Of course, these are all walls that we put up. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be with, you know, I'm going to be a professional single, which is if that's, if that's what you want to do, then I completely support you on your journey there too. That's what you desire. All the power to it. Absolutely. But I think if you're just saying that as a way to like soothe yourself, to think that there or to think to yourself that you're not good enough for love. It's not, not true. for you. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Something wrong yeah. with you. Those are, right. those are trauma responses. Exactly. Unconscious, conscious. Yeah. But it is. For yeah. you. It is. Yes. Mm. Mm. So where can people find you? What's your like favorite place to hang out, interact? Yeah. Well, my favorite place is Instagram. So you can follow me at cat with the C C A T Cantrell. So it's C A T C A N T R I L L. Um, I also have a website which is called theheartagency.com. And I'm actually doing, I'm not sure when this will air, but I'm doing an attachment theory free workshop on June 16th for women only. Um, it's completely for free. We're going to talk about your attachment styles. We're going to talk about how it gets in the way of you attracting your, you know, attracting secure partners, um, all of the ways of, of recognizing red flags and recognizing these attachment styles within you and the triggers and the things that happen. So, um, that's completely for free. So you can always find more of my services there. And then you can also find me on Facebook. I'm over there too. Cat Cantrell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds fabulous. I'd love to hear uh, more from you on dating and stuff like that. Not that I'm dating, but for my clients and different stuff. So yeah, you see if that works for me, but we'll drop definitely an infinity loop between you and I, like I can work with clients and I can send them your way. And yeah, I can feel (laughs) like it's all like connected and saying it is all connected and uh, so, so cool. So, so cool. But we will drop all of your links in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. So, so much for coming Aww. on. It's fabulous having both of these recordings. Yes. Thank you, Kim. It's such an honor. Thank you again. Mm, thank you. And everyone till next time, we'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group, Get Your Sexy Back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you. 